X. We changing the game on the name, put respect. Uncle Dad talks, yeah, live and direct. What did you expect from the two fly guys? One love Kevin Smith, one of more's golden eye. Mike's the level-headed, baby Gabe edits. Uncle Dad gets nervous all the time, but to his credit, he's clever. Spring stuff on Mike on a daily. And can mangle up a name amazingly. The range of events and topics makes it hard to stop listening. So why even attempt it? From bare knuckle fighting to Grammy songwriting to Burning Man flames to fight a video games. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Uncle Dad Talks. I'm Uncle Dad, and with me, as always, is the ever so handsome Just Mike. Mike, what's up? Just Mike here. Hello, 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 hello. Are you uh, excited for today's episode? Because let me tell you, whenever, whenever we get to talk about something spooky, I'm pretty excited. You are very excited. Yes, of I, course. I'm, I'm excited too. Any, uh, I'm excited every time we have an episode. Oh, that's very sweet of you. <laughs> See? See? I'm okay. You're okay, yeah. Uh, but before we kick this off, of course, we got to pay the bills. And how do we do that? We talked about our sponsors. So uh, right now, uh, just want to shout out our, our number one sponsor, Clandestine Brewing. Clandestine Brewing uh, is celebrating... Uh, a lot of events this coming uh, coming month, but the biggest one coming up is our event coming up uh, on St. Patrick's Day. We are hosting a Uncle Dad's Beer Olympics. Now, Mike, are you ready to go for gold? I'm warming up. I'm practicing my Beer Olympics skills. Yes. Um, okay. Almost every day. <laughs> I hope you're doing uh, 30 second chugs. <laughs> well, I'm I'm uh, I'm up to. 45 seconds <clears throat> 45 <laughs> seconds could you imagine yeah. that a 45 second chug <laughs> uh yeah it's gonna uh, be do a you fun even chug? do you even do, do you, you even chug bro <laughs> do you even chug bro uh yeah uh we have a special event coming up with our sponsors clandestine brewing in san jose california uh march 17th uh from 6 to 10 p.m Come on down. Uh, it'll be Team Uncle Dad, which will consist of me, Mike, and a special guest, uh, which is yet to be confirmed. And, of course, uh, you. Uh, we can't have a, a challenging team without you guys. So come on down. It's free. You can win some gift cards to the brewery. You can also win some other some other prizes that we might have. And who knows? Maybe our special guest will even sign your forehead. <laughs> what mm. do you think, Mike? Maybe, yeah. I would sign your neck, sign your forehead, sign the, you know, eyebrows whatever whatever you like well, whatever you I'll like take, uh, get him to take requests <laughs> but yeah so that's coming up march 17th uh six to t- six to ten p.m clandestine brewing uh so mike uh this episode is interesting because we, we we talk to a filmmaker uh by the name of robbie robbie makes this uh a movie called the outwaters which is coming which at this point when this episode comes out it will be fully released in limited theaters and video on demand. Now, the Outwaters is a special uh, found footage uh, film that takes place in the desert. Uh, it's it's very, I don't know, magical in many ways. <laughs> Lots of magic. Black magic. <laughs> Lots of black magic, yes, for sure. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so we're, we're going to sit down with him, talk to him about his movie, the process, uh, some inspirations, of course, and a bunch of other good stuff. So, Mike, do you have any words before we start? Um, I'm just making sure all the lights are on in my room before we start talking to them. So that's it. That's all. I'm, yeah. I'm just letting that be known. And you should, too, wherever you are. Listen, <laughs> yes, listening you should, from. too. Turn the light <laughs> you on. You should, too. All right, everybody, we'll be right back after this. And many, many more than I could put in one verse. Just subscribe, tune in to Uncle Dad's Multiverse. Hi, right, Robbie. Hey, Robbie, how are you? 
I'm good. How are you? You know, I'm pretty excited to speak to you because anybody who can come up with a movie that's that insane in the best way possible is somebody I want to talk to. <laughs> so, uh, Robbie, just kind of, for those who don't know, uh, your film, uh, The Outwaters, is truly something that I I loved when I watched it. I didn't expect to love it as much as I did. And, and what I wanted to kind of ask you is just right off the gate is, did, what inspirations did you draw from to get you that kind of feel of that film? Um, the original Blair Witch Project for authenticity. And um, I really wanted to accomplish the footage feeling like real people and not exposition heavy lines, et cetera. Um, the first half of Wolf Creek, oh, I love Wolf Creek, but the first half, I really love how it really took its time and just kind of hung out with the characters and it was a very slice of life. So that one uh, for sure. And then Terrence Malick in general for just um, imagery and freedom with the camera. Um, so I made my character a Terrence Malick fan. Wow. Okay. Okay. I, what's interesting really quickly about uh, you bringing up Wolf Creek is I, I felt that in the first uh, first two cards, I felt that Wolf Creek feeling the whole entire time. I was like, it reminded me of that, but I didn't know if that was just me. But I'm so glad to know that you pulled from that as well, because Wolf Creek does such a great job of creating that magic of, of like the development. And, and I think you achieve that in a way that really is hard to achieve in those type of films. Wolf Creek Crider. Love it. <laughs> no, um, it's that's that has been one of my favorite movies since it came out. I revisit it all the time and and I just I love its pacing and I love the characters. I just feel like real people. So um they one, they like each other. It's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> like hey, Robbie, Mike here. Um, I know I see you're from New Jersey, and yeah. uh, obviously this this uh, takes this movie takes place in the California desert. Did you spend time out there? Is that kind of where maybe you did you go out there and visit and have like a, a mind expanding experience of your own, where the story kind of came to you at all? Well, I live in Los Angeles now, and I had been out to the desert on various cross-country road trips and, and things like that. It's just really pretty, and I wanted to film it, and I thought it could be a, a beautiful setting for a horror film. Honestly, probably also inspired, but even though Wolf, Wolf Creek has a similar vibe and setting in terms of the, the I don't know, top, topography. The, the lay of the land uh, and, <laughs> mm -hmm. and the dust and the sunsets and and the early morning like dew on on things in an otherwise dry area so uh that <laughs> yeah was you did a great job of capturing uh, of capturing some of the beautiful nature parts of the desert as well you know in juxtaposition of the other things that are happening in the desert in your film <laughs> it's, it's also beautiful out there for sure it is i, I love i love well i love nature in general so you know, I, I really appreciate how like the, the film is such a great contrast of of just divine beauty of the desert, but then divine darkness at the same time. And I really feel like that's almost a parable of who we are as humans, right? We all have that, you know, feeling inside. You know, I, I, I is there any sort of personal experience that you bring that allowed you to create this script? Um, not really. I, I was there. I one moment where I was. Um, robbed at gunpoint and thought I was going to for sure die, like really. And the what came out of that, although I knew this before that happened, but I know that life can be taken from you very in an instant. And so 
and that sucks <laughs> and it's like <laughs> scary That's so um i wanted the idea for this to be that the horror just really comes out of nowhere in a way and tears everything apart in an instant um if that answers or speaks to your question it does it does <laughs> I say, you know, like, yeah, being robbed at gunpoint in the city, you, you may, you know, have these thoughts of, of being murdered or killed. But I don't know, something about about being in deep nature, I think also can can it, it kind of pulls or inspires such thinking, right? Like your your immortality, the uh, the everything is dying, you know, at some, you know, it's alive. You're out in nature, things are alive, but we're all we're all heading into the same place. Right. Do you think? Just being out in nature in that way inspires that kind of thinking for you? Definitely. I I love going up against, like, I tried to find great whites. I tried to find, I found crocodiles in Australia, found a mm. wolf in, um, in the Arctic Refuge. I love putting myself up against, like, primal terror. I'm a total chicken shit, like, baby, though. So I do put myself in those situations. Um, but, but I'm not trying to say I'm, like... Um, stoic or anything when it comes to actually being there i'm like totally a baby so <laughs> and whenever i'm camping i'm literally just thinking about the movie backcountry so uh, whether i'm making a movie or not i'm scared when i'm <laughs> i love it i love it and that's how i feel i feel like when i'm out there i'm always thinking about the worst thing for me i'm always thinking about the what's the worst thing could happen to me when i'm out there um so when you were initially writing the story, did you always intend for you to be the main the main actor, like the everything being you? Yeah, because it was found footage and I had to hold the camera. I did not actually realize I was going to be in it that much. I was like, oh, well, whatever, I'll just be behind the camera a lot. And then it's somehow following the logic of the story. I wound up being in it more than I thought I would have to be. So I sometimes still forget that I'm like in it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. Um, Acting is yeah. a goal of mine or an aspirate. It's not something I want to really like do. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Interesting. No. I mean, you do a great job in this film though. Like you do a great job of just selling everything. Like I just, what? the whole time I could feel your fear. Like it's, it was great. You have the luxury when you make a movie like by yourself to just do things over if they really suck. So like my, like Scott, who plays my brother, he would never let me get away with keeping something in that felt like phony. So luckily I can just go out and shoot it as many times as I need to until it felt like real right so, that's why it's like if i were to act in someone else's movie to be real i'm like i don't know, like, I don't know if i do a good job I, I would only have a certain number of takes i'd be full of nerves so don't cast me <laughs> yeah i mean it's good you had someone to hold you you know kind of hold you accountable there yeah uh, yeah but then at some point you end up getting in your head also um, i know like if i watch something i shot i know if it's bullshit or not so it's you know yeah <laughs> A lot of this is bad acting. So, you know, I watching a lot of horror movies uh, earlier in my life, and I started spending more time in nature and sometimes with other people, my mind would go to these places of like a murder or like, a, you know, someone with an axe coming out to get you and sharing this with a person who who hadn't watched a lot of horror their their mind went to more of like well i'm worried about like a bear or you know some wild animal coming to get me and so I, it's kind of interesting you know the your poster even says uh we all die in the dark right we, right yeah <laughs> but uh you know dark is also like a time of rest so it's it's interesting how 
you know, I guess the more you feed your mind the horror, the more the horror is going to come into your mind, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that tagline that I came up with just comes from the idea. A lot of times when dogs or animals die, they go off to a place by themselves, sometimes under like a porch or just somewhere by themselves and they just die. And that stuck with me, like learning about that. So I think that's where the tagline came from. Um, also, none of us, well, I'll speak for myself. Uh, my opinion is that none of us actually know what happens when we die. So there's also, no matter how much we do think we know, you don't know till you till you're there. None of us are there if we're talking. Yeah, well said. Well said. Uh, you know, uh, I think what also this 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 film has such a a magical presence to it. Like I, I'm gonna be completely honest with you. I watched it under a under an influence because I wanted to get the magic. Oh, no, no. Uh, I'll be honest. I was mushrooms. Oh, <laughs> and I'm afraid to do mushrooms. But I just have to tell you, it, it enhanced my experience more than you could ever imagine. And it was truly, it unlocked something in my brain of like, man, next time I go out to the desert, I just got to pay attention to the sounds because what, what are those sounds, man? <laughs> so I don't know. I just was curious, like if that was any, any thought, like, hey, man, I'm going to make a metaphysical horror that appeals to people who do influences. Hi. <laughs> The, the kind of drugs I do are a little bit more like, just like fun, parties. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like a little MDMA and- um, Oh, that would be interesting. Uh, this <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm kind of actually afraid of petty drugs, so. Um, well, I could see after, you know, you have quite a head in going on in there. I'd be afraid to do mushrooms and watch your movie. That would be <laughs> even more terrifying for me. <laughs> you know, um, endorse that uh plan um was it but you said it was good so i loved it. it i loved yeah, i loved it. it yeah yeah and I, I like to speak honestly you know about how my experience is because you know the experience controls the movie right so i think uh it really helped me feel something in your movie that i wasn't expecting to feel so for that thank you thank you for, for doing that now and uh you know I, I know we have to wrap up here but i just wanted to say Again, just thank you so much for uh, for making this film because the desert is such a great background and we don't see enough films being utilizing that background, especially for found footage. So the fact that you use that, I just think is something you should be really proud of. And you did it in such a smart way, I think. Well, you could thank the original Hills Have Eyes for that because that's mm -hmm. one of my favorite um, vibes in a horror movie. Oh, yeah. hell yeah. I definitely thought of that movie when in a couple of scenes in your in your film so so great job there and i also saw that you won uh at the unnamed footage festival best feature so congratulations on that and continued success with your with your film thank um, you my next movie is coming out um at a festival next month so um more to come right on more to come hell yeah in the uh, next next movie in the desert you should film it while at burning man Right. On, on oh, I've never been to Burning Man. I don't know if I can handle all that. Like, um, <laughs> Eli, whatever. We, we need more time to talk about Burning Man here. <laughs> another topic, another time. <laughs> Thank you they so much, Rob. The next Wicker Man at Burning Man. Oh, right. that's a great idea. Awesome. Thank you so much, whoever's listening. <laughs> yeah, we just we put it out there. It's out there in the universe. Let's, let's make it happen. Awesome. Thank you so much, Robbie. Take care, okay? Have a great day. Yeah, cheers. You
All right. We just got done speaking with Robbie about his film, The Outwaters, which is now available uh, in limited theaters and video on demand. Uh, Mike, what did you think overall? Like now that we got that out the way, what did you think about like the movie overall? Uh, as honest as you can be. Yeah. I mean, I, I thought that I couldn't watch certain scenes because I'm so sensitive and, uh, and, and so if that was what Robbie was trying to do and he did it, he did a great job. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, 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 uh, you're right. Uh, cause there's a certain, there's a certain appendage that gets taken off and, when that happened, that was even too much for me, man. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel like nowadays you got to really, you know, the, the, the shock value, we're all kind of desensitized. And so you got to really push it if you really want to get someone like wowed I, these days, I feel like. Unless they're a sensitive little bird like myself. <laughs> it doesn't take that much. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, what, what was interesting, though, is that it's, it doesn't feel that way at all. It doesn't feel like it's going to go that way. And then when it does go that way, it goes that way pretty hardcore. So um, just prepare yourself. But but overall in all, it's it's such a beautifully shot movie. I think you could agree with that, Mike. Like it's very well shot. Yeah, like I was saying with Robbie, like he really was able to capture not only just the horror, but also the beauty of 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 the Mojave Desert. And I love the desert, not just because I go to Burning Man and run around like a maniac out there, but the nature side of the desert, especially the Mojave, it actually is really beautiful. And he did a great job of, of capturing that in juxtaposition with all the other craziness that was going on out in the <laughs> desert. So, yeah. Um, Mike, would you, I don't, you know, just to kind of talk about the desert really quickly, you know, not Burning Man related, uh, but when you go to the desert, have you ever experienced <laughs> anything like that? Like, uh, like a sound coming from, I don't think this gives anything away, but they experience a sort some sort of sound coming from the desert soil. Are you trying to say that the only time I talk about a desert is about Burning Man? <laughs> yes. Is that what, is that what you're, is that, are we having an intervention here? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, yeah, I did. I've been out into the desert a lot, not just not just that part of the desert, but uh, there was one time in particular, and and watching this film made me think of it just just because I was way out there. Uh, I was out there with someone in the uh, northern part of New Mexico, kind of near the Four Corners area, which a lot of people feel like there's some mystical stuff that happens. It's just a magical part of the, you know, it's near the Continental Divide and all these things. So uh, I, I was so far out on the Mesa, away from any road other than the dirt road I was driving around on in my Ford Explorer. Uh, you could see the stars it was no moon. You could see the stars on the horizon, the, the land line of the horizon. They were as bright there as they were at the top, you know, when you look straight up into the sky. So there was no light pollution at all. And um, I heard this like drumming and like kind of chanting sound off in the distance. And like it just kept, it kept going and I would quiet and I would listen, you know, and it sounded like people sitting around a fire drumming and singing and so i mentioned that to the person i was with and they didn't hear it and so we go about our business putting up our tent and whatnot and i could hear it like i was sure i heard it so i mentioned it again i was like you don't hear that kind of freaking out and then no and i'm looking and i don't see anything there's nothing to see and then i felt like the top of my head was like mm, open or like there was some kind of light or energetic feeling coming into the top of my head 
And so then I mentioned this to the person I was with and, you know, I was kind of freaking out a little bit, not like, like a, not like, Oh my God. But just like, I feel like my head is opening up to the sky and the, and she was just like, you're starting to freak me out now. <laughs> um, but then that was it. Then it just, then we got into the tent and I was all beside myself. And then I went to sleep and woke up. And then it, as we got out of the tent, there's nothing, there's nothing as far as I could see for miles, except us in every direction. So I don't know, you know, if I was tuning into the spirits of the land or what, but there was definitely something going on with my self in this area. I mean, you, you know, I'm going to say to that, right? <laughs> and I, it was not on any drugs. <laughs> okay. There was no drugs, not even <laughs> marijuana drug, nothing. <laughs> it's like you had your own, the outwaters. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, except there was nothing, no one was ripping things apart <laughs> physically. <laughs> but that's the thing about the Outwaters, right? It's it's both. It's the it's kind of like the what the what's going on in your mind, but then there's also what's physically going on out there in the dark and in the desert and both things can be terrifying. Man, uh <laughs> The whole time you're telling me that story, I'm just holding onto my seat like, oh man, something crazy is going to happen. <laughs> something crazy is going to happen. Yeah, big build up, but nothing crazy happened. But, you know, it is one of those story things of life. I, I remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thanks. All right. See you guys later. <laughs> See you on the next show. Sorry, last Mike, time I just... tell you. It's the last time I tell you a story. <laughs> uh but you know i uh, also mike uh, i want to hear your thoughts too on like you know speaking of uh of brain altering things you know we were talking about me watching it on mushrooms you know what did you 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 had said to me that you couldn't you don't see yourself watching a horror movie on mushrooms would you recommend an audience member watch it on mushrooms <laughs> well, well first of all what's your relationship like with mushrooms and then you know and then <laughs> You know, if you're if you're down to see some wild stuff happening, uh, like really crazy stuff happening while you're on mushrooms, then yeah, go ahead. But if you're sensitive like myself, and um, you know, can't even be in a certain around a certain type of person while you're on mushrooms, then I would say don't do that. <laughs> you know, I think uh, I, 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 there's a lot of. I think what really gets you in that movie is the sound design, right? I don't know if you noticed that. There's a lot. There's a lot of screaming. A lot of weird sounds, and I think to me that's what got me the most. Not really the visual thing, but the sound design, because the sound design is it's so smart. You know, it's such a smart sound design. And so, yeah, if you're gonna do mushrooms, just be prepared to hear some voices. You know. Yeah, I was I was thinking about those sounds when I was laying in bed trying to go to sleep. Because it is, <laughs> it, it, there, there's screaming, but it's not just screaming. There's a there's a distortion, or there's some kind of mm -hmm. filter that's put on it that gives it this really vibrant eerie sound and it is it is you don't see a lot a lot of these it's in the, it's found footage it's dark you know there's not a lot of light you don't know what's going on but you hear these things and the sounds are 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 just as terrifying as the visual stuff that you do see that's that's really terrifying so you did a great job there yeah, yeah absolutely uh 100 agree with you on that um but yeah so uh that that is uh the outwaters by robbie uh please go check it out go to uh uh, your local theater, see if it's playing. And if it's not playing, uh, you can go to video on demand on any on video on demand service. Uh, I think, I think uh, it's going to be exclusively streaming. All right. Now I think I know it's going to be exclusively streaming on screen, screen box very soon. 
So be sure to keep an eye out for that as well. Uh, yeah. Any last words, Mike? Well, if it is streaming on anywhere, Screenbox would be the place where <laughs> it's streaming for sure. Yes. Yeah. That'd make the most sense, right? <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Case closed. Case closed. All right, everybody. We'll see you all next week. Thank you.